0: 21. To compete with such methods, one article after another is attacked. As opportunity offers, British manufacture is killed, and Germany acquires a monopoly. No trade is safe, its turn may not have come. Much has been said about British manufacture of dyestuffs and much nonsense has been written about the lack of young British chemists to help in their manufacture. There is no lack of able inventive young British chemists, owing to the unfairness of German competition by methods just exemplified. A manufacturer, as a rule, does not care to risk capital in the payment of a number of chemists for making fine chemicals. He finds heavy chemicals simpler. I do not wonder at his decision, though I lament it. There are also other reasons. The duty on methyl alcohol for which no rebate is given makes it impossible to introduce economically methyl groups into dyes. The restrictions incident on the use of duty-free alcohol do not commend themselves to manufacturers, these constitute other obstacles in the way of the British color maker. Lastly, our patent regulations are even yet not what they might be. Although an attempt has recently been made to improve them, the British manufacturer is thus dreadfully handicapped. Besides, the English competitor is at a disadvantage owing to what may be termed systematic and fraudulent attacks, for which no redress has been obtainable. Thus, the manufacturers of Sheffield still complain, I suppose justly, that German articles for foreign consumption bear the words, Sheffield Steel, stamped upon them. I myself have been approached by a German swindler with the proposition that I should assist his firm in infringing patents. He was surprised and pained to learn that I did not consider his proposal an honorable one. Nor are methods like these confined to business or manufacture, they have greatly affected British shipping. Our shipping companies, in good faith, had associated themselves with others in, conferences, apparently for the mutual advantage of all, forgetting that behind the German companies lay the powerful mass of the German state, tramp steamers, and with them cheap freights to the east, had been eliminated, the Royal Commission on Shipping Rings, which met some years ago, referring to the system obtaining in Germany, and fostered by the German government, on charging through rates on goods from towns in the interior to the port of destination, observed in its report, such rates constitute a direct subsidy to the export trade of German manufacturers, and an indirect subsidy to those German lines by whom alone they are available, and as they are only rendered possible by the action of the German government, it appears to us that the British lines can in no way be held responsible for the preferences which these rates afford to German goods. Now, our government pays large mail subsidies to many of our shipping companies. Could these not be so utilized that it would become impossible for Germans to capture our trade by indirect state bounties? These are a few examples and your greater knowledge will enable you to supplement them with many others of the methods which have been employed against us by Germans with the company Operation A, The active support of their state, of late a new factor has appeared. The German Imperial Chancellor made his noteworthy or notorious remark about a scrap of paper, and drive on death man hall would. speaking in the Reichstag acknowledged openly that the German nation had been guilty of a wrong to Belgium. This breach of faith has the approval of the whole German people. Do they realize what it means? Are they not aware that no treaty, political or otherwise, with the German people is worth the paper it is written on, that the country and its inhabitants have forfeited all claims to trust, that no one, in future, should make a bargain with a German, knowing that he is a dishonorable and dishonored man, Germany has made many blunders and almost inconceivable number of blunders, but this blundering crime is surely the culminating point of blunder. Did any nation ever before deliberately throw away its political, commercial, financial, and social credit to no purpose? To gain what? England as an adversary, and the contempt of the whole civilized world. Her treatment of the poor Belgian civilians has added to contempt, loathing and scorn. Now, gentlemen, you see our problem, that the end of this war we shall have Germans again as trade rivals, if there is a German state our German rivals will be backed by their state, they will, as they have done before, steal our inventions, use trickery and fraud to oust us from world markets, and we know now that we need not expect any bargain to be binding, I am not a commercial man, science is supposed to be above such trickery, yet I read a few days ago, not as a single example, but only as the last I happen to remember. An article by a distinguished American professor, protesting with great moderation that an important scientific generalization which he published in 1902 had been annexed, without acknowledgement, by a versatile and adroit professor in the University of Berlin an acquaintance of my own in the year 1906, and it was not until 1910 that the latter was made to confess his guilt, with much subterfuge and blustering, commerce, indeed, is in Germany regarded as war, we now know it and we must meet war by war. How is that war to be waged? I can see only two methods. One is recommended by a writer in The Observer of the Tenth Inst, who acknowledges himself to have been a lifelong free trader. His remedy is a 25% duty on all German goods, and on German goods only, imported or rather offered for import into Great Britain and her colonies, and also that German passenger liners and freight boats should not be allowed to call at any one of the ports of the Empire his reasons are fully stated in his letter, it is signed, a city merchant, the other method is perhaps less apt to offend free trade susceptibilities, it is to impose on what remains of our opponents at the conclusion of this war free trade for a term of years, it remains to be seen whether we shall be powerful enough to insist on this measure, or to persuade our lives that it is one likely to fulfill the proposed end, It i so far as I see, the only other alternative, those who are thoroughly convinced of the benefits of free trade should welcome this suggestion, unless, indeed, they think that such a blessing is not deserved by Germany. On the other hand, they may comfort themselves with the certain knowledge that no possible punishment inflicted on the Germans could possibly be more galling and repulsive to them. Doubtless, too, it would suit the books of our allies very well, who could impose on German goods any duty they thought fit, and deposit their surplus and inferior goods in Germany at a price which would defy competition. But these are questions which I must leave to those more conversant with the merits and demerits of free trade and protection than I am. Whatever view you take, you cannot but acknowledge that the situation calls for early and anxious deliberation. And while thought out and firm action, and it must be action taken as a nation through our government whatever the political complexion of the government may be at the close of the war, it is for you as members of the Employers' Parliamentary Association, to make up your minds what you wish to do, above all, to agree, and to take steps to force the government in power to carry out your wishes. Belgium. Iedith W.H.A.R.D.O.N. From King Albert's book, Le Belgique Regret Ren, not with her ruined silver spires, not with her city shamed and rent, perish the imperishable fires that shape the homestead from the tent, wherever men are staunch and free. There shall she keep her fearless state, and, homeless, to great nations be the home of all that makes them great. Desired peace terms for Europe outlined by proponents for the Allies and for Germany The following forecast of the terms of peace which the Allies could enforce upon Germany and Austria is made for the New York Times current history by a former minister of France. One of the leading publicists of the French Republic, the Allies will decline to treat with any member of the Hohenzollern or Habsburg family or any delegates representing them and will insist on dealing with delegations representing the German and Austro-Hungarian people elected by their respective parliaments or by direct vote of the people. If they so desire, the Allies will facilitate in every possible way negotiations between Austria-Hungary and Italy with a view to the latter obtaining the southern part of the Tyrol known as Trentino, and the peninsula of Istria, known as Trieste, the 200 miles, straight, channel Dardanelles, Sea of Marmara, and Bosporus, between Turkey in Europe and Turkey in Asia, is to be declared free to the ships of all nations, and under the direction of an international commission, which will also administer Turkey in Europe and form a permanent court of arbitration for all questions which may arise among Romania, Bulgaria, Serbia, Montenegro, and Greece. In settling the status of Albania respect will be paid to the wishes of the inhabitants, Alsace and Lorraine, after rectifications of the French boundary line in accordance with the wishes of the inhabitants, are to be annexed to Belgium, whose permanent neutrality will be guaranteed by the powers, Schleswig-Holstein is to be returned to Denmark and the Kiel Canal made an international waterway, under either an international commission or a company which will operate it as the Suez Canal is operated. Poland is to be declared an autonomous state under the protection of Russia, and its boundaries are to be restored as they were in 1715. The Allies will also entertain a proposition for the restoration of the independence of Hungary and the geographical integrity of the country as it was in 1715. The delegates representing the German people must pledge themselves that military conscription shall be abolished among them for a period of 25 years. The status of all German colonies and protectorates is to be settled by a joint commission appointed by the governments of England, Japan, and France. The ownership of Italy and Greece to the Aegean Islands, now in their respective possessions, is to be confirmed by the powers and guarantees shall be given that the said islands shall not be fortified. The ownership of England to the island of Cyprus is to be confirmed by the powers and her protectorate over Egypt acknowledged. The Mediterranean Sea is to be declared a maritime area, to be policed by England, France, and Italy. Here is the declaration of peace terms by the Central Committee for National Patriotic Organization of England. Great Britain can never willingly make peace with Germany until the power of Prussian militarism is completely destroyed and there is no possibility of our children or our children's children being forced again to fight for the national existence. As far as we are concerned, this is a fight to a definite finish. We must either win all along the line or we must be completely defeated and our empire destroyed. Our lives fully share the same conviction. The thousands of lives already lost, and, alas, still to be lost, will have been tragically wasted if the German menace remains to terrorize Europe and to stunt the progress of civilization, in order to convince public opinion that the only peace worth having is a peace absolutely on our own terms. A central committee for National Patriotic Organization has been formed from the members of all the four political parties. The committee will, in addition, take steps to allay a clear statement of the British case before neutral countries. Both the tasks it has undertaken are of the first importance, and it should have the support of every patriot. Germany's program. Professor Ernst Haeckel, the militant German zoologist, supplies, in an interview in the Berliner Tage the following summary. Freedom from the tyranny of England to be secured as follows, 1. The invasion of the British piratical state by the German army and navy and the occupation of London, 2. The partition of Belgium, the western portion as far as Ostend and Antwerp to become a German federal state, the northern portion to fall to Holland, and the southeastern portion to be added to Luxembourg, which also should become a German federal state, 3. Germany to obtain the greater part of the British colonies and of the Congo state. 4. France to give up a portion of her northeastern provinces. 5. Russia to be reduced to impotency by the re-establishment of the Kingdom of Poland, which should be united with Austria-Hungary. 6. The Baltic provinces of Russia to be restored to Germany. 7. Finland to become an independent kingdom and be united with Sweden. An article by Georges Clemenceau, in the Humean chain, reports the following view of the German terms accredited to Count Bernsdorf. German ambassador at Washington, one of my friends in America informs me of a curious conversation between an influential banker and the German ambassador, Count Bernstorff. The banker, who had just handed over a substantial check for the German Red Cross, asked Count Bernstorff what the Kaiser would take from France after the victory. The ambassador did not seem the least surprised at this somewhat premature question. He answered it quite calmly, ticking off the various points on his fingers as follows, one. All the French colonies, including the whole of Morocco, Algeria, and Tunis. 2. All the country northeast of a straight line from Saint-Valery to Lyon; That is to say, more than one quarter of French territory, including area code 1500000 inhabitants. 3. An indemnity of 10.000.000.000 francs. 000. 000. 000. 000. 4. A tariff allowing all German goods to enter France free during 25 years, without reciprocity for French goods entering Germany. After this period the Treaty of Frankfurt will again be applied. 5. The suppression of recruiting in France during 25 years. 6. The destruction of all French fortresses. 7. France to hand over 3.000.000 rifles. cannon and 40.000 horses eight the protection of all german patents without reciprocity nine france must abandon russia and great britain ten a treaty of alliance with germany for 25 years dr bernhard bernberg late german colonial secretary of state has published an article in the independent in which this forecast appears one germany will not consider it wise to take any european territory but will make minor corrections of frontiers for military purposes by occupying such frontier territory as has proved a weak spot in the German armor. Two. Belgium belongs geographically to the German Empire. She commands the mouth of the biggest German stream. Antwerp is essentially a German port. That Antwerp should not belong to Germany is as much an anomaly as if New Orleans and the Mississippi Delta had been excluded from Louisiana, or as if New York had remained English after the War of Independence. Moreover. Belgium's present plight was her own fault. She had become the vassal of England and France, therefore, while, probably, no attempt would be made to place Belgium within the German Empire alongside Bavaria, Württemberg, and Saxony, because of her non-German population, she will be incorporated in the German customs union after the Luxembourg pattern. 3. Belgian neutrality, having been proved an impossibility, must be abolished. Therefore the harbours of Belgium must be secured for all time against British or French invasion, for Great Britain having bottled up the North Sea, a mere Libra must be established. England's theory that the sea is her boundary, and all the sea her territory down to the three-mile limit of other powers, cannot be tolerated. Consequently the channel coasts of England, Holland, Belgium, and France must be neutralised even in times of war and the American and German doctrine that private property on the high seas should enjoy the same freedom of seizure as private property does on land must be guaranteed by all nations. This condition Herr Dernberg accompanies by an appeal to the United States duly to note, and Britain is making commercial war upon Germany. 5. All cables must be neutralized. 6. All Germany's colonies are to be returned. Germany, in view of her growing population, must get extra territory capable of population by whites. The Monroe Doctrine bars her from America. Therefore she must take Morocco, if it is really fit for the purpose. 7. A free hand must be given to Germany in the development of her commercial and industrial relations with Turkey without interference. This would mean a recognized sphere of German influence from the Persian Gulf to the Dardanelles. 8. There must be no further development of Japanese influence in Manchuria. 9. All small nations, such as Finland, Poland, and the Boers in South Africa, if they support Germany, must have the right to frame their own destinies, while Egypt is to be returned, if she desires it, to Turkey. These conditions, Herr Durenberg concludes, would, fulfill the peaceful aims which Germany has had for the last 44 years, they showed, in his opinion. That Germany has no wish for world dominion or for any predominance in Europe in commensurate with the rights of the area code 0, Germans and Austrians. The British Volunteers by Katharina Daria Whiteo and Simons Jr. We are coming, Mother. Coming or the seas, your younger sons from the mighty Mount Saint Lawrence or where sacred Ganges runs. We are coming for your blessing by a ritual of guns. We are coming, Mother coming on the way our fathers came, for their spirits rise to beckon at the whisper of your name, and we come that you may knight us by your accolade of flame, we are coming, mother, coming, for the death is less to feel than to hear you call unanswered, tease the Saxon's old appeal, and we come to prove us worthy by its ordeal of steel, chronology of the war showing progress of campaigns on all fronts and collateral events from January 31st, 1915 up to and including February 28, 1915, continued from the last number, campaign in Eastern Europe February 1 Russians retake now trenches and capture men of Landsturm, severe cold hampers operations in Galicia, February 2 Germans advance, with heavy losses, southward toward the Vistula and eastward between June and Orzalwo. February 3 Russians again pour into Hungary as Austrians yield important positions, German position north of the Vistula is insecure. February 4 von Hindenburg hurls 50.000 men at Russian lines near Warsaw. February 5 Russians reported to have killed 30.000 Germans under General Mackensen, Russians recapture Gumin. February 6 General German offensive is looked for, Russians shift troops in East Galicia and Bukowina. February 7th, Germans rush reinforcements to East Prussia, second line of trenches pierced by Russians near Borjino. Austrians resume attacks on Montenegrin positions on Madrina. February 8th, Russian cavalry sweeps northward toward East Prussia, Russians move their right wing forward in the Carpathians but retire in Dukowina, Germans shift 600.000 troops from Poland to East Prussia. Using motor cars, Italians say that 15.000 Germans died in attempting to take Warsaw. February 9th Austral German forces attack Russians at three points in the Carpathians. Russians begin the evacuation of Bukowina. Where Austrians have had successes, Russians make a wedge in East Prussia across Ungarup River. February 10th fierce fighting in the Carpathian Pass Russians are retreating from Bukowina. February 11th Russians fall back in Missourian Lake District. They still hold Chernowitz. February 12th von Hindenburg, as a result of a several days battle, wins a great victory over the 10th Russian army in the Missourian Lake region. Part of the operations taking place under the eyes of the Kaiser, more than 50.000 prisoners are taken. With 50 cannon and 60 machine guns, the Russians retreat in disorder across the frontier. Their loss in killed and wounded being estimated at 30.000. A second line of defense is being strengthened by the Russians. Paris announces the complete failure of German offensive in Poland. February 14th Russians check Germans in Lake region. Battle raging in Bukowina. Albanians invade Serbia and force Serbians to a retreat from the frontier. February 15th Russian lines hold in the north. Austrians state that Bukowina has been entirely evacuated by the Russians. Germans retake Chernowitz. February 16th Germans occupy Pokh and Bielsk. Russians fall back in North Poland, Austrians win in Dukla Pass, Serbians drive back Albanian invaders. February 17th, Germans prepare for attack along whole Russian front. Cholera and typhus gain headway in Poland. February 18th, Belgrade bombarded. Germans try to cut off Warsaw. February 19th, Germans abandon march to Niemann, They march toward Plansk from two directions. They occupy Toruń. February 20th, Germans repulsed at Osots. Russians bombard Kazemissal, Germans capture French hospital corps in East Prussia. February 21st Russians force fighting from East Prussia to Bukowina. February 22nd Russians make progress in Galicia and the Carpathians, it is said that German and Austrian armies are being merged. February 23rd Russians force Germans back along the Babur, Germans assemble greater forces at Kazemiss, Russians destroy two Austrian brigades between Stanila and Wychow, Austrians repulsed near Krasn. February 24th, Russians have successes in the Carpathians near Osroth Pass. February 25th, Germans besiege Osotis, Russians gain in the Carpathians and again invade Bukowina, Russian wedge splits Austrian army in the Carpathians, fighting on Stonylal Heights. February 26th, Fighting in progress on a 260-mile front, battle in north sways to East Prussian frontier, Germans retire in Pesanis region, Germans claim capture of 11 Russian generals in Missouri Lake Lake battle. Snow and intense cold hinder operations in Ducowina. February 27th. Germans retire in the north. Russians recapture Pishnis. German battalion annihilated on the Bobber. Russians advance in Galicia and claim recapture of Stanila and Kolomia. Stubborn fighting north of Warsaw. February 28th. Russians are attacking along whole front. Germans checked in North Poland and many taken prisoners. General Brusilov's army is claimed by the Russians to have thus far captured 188.000 Austrians. Campaign in Western Europe. February 1st, Germans evacuate Cerny and burn Alsatian towns as French advance. February 3rd, Germans try to retake Great Dune. Allies make gains in Belgium, fighting at Wesna. February 5th, Allies are making a strong offensive movement in Belgium. February 7th British take German trenches at Ginchy. February 9th Germans again bombard Reims, Soissons, and other places, fighting on skis is occurring in Alsace. February 14th Germans are making preparations for an offensive movement in Alsace. February 16th French forces gain in Champagne and advance on a two-mile front, fighting in La February 18th Allies make offensive movements, Germans give up Norlie. February 23rd Germans use Austrian 12-inch howitzers for bombardment of Rheims. February 26th French gain on the Meuse. February 28th Germans advance west of the Vosges, forcing French back 4 miles on a 14-mile front. French gain in Champagne, taking many trenches. Campaign in Africa. February 3rd Portugal is sending reinforcements to Angola, much of which is in German hands. Although there has been no declaration of war between Portugal and Germany, some of the anti-British rebels in South Africa surrender. February 4th Germans have evacuated Angola, some South African rebel leaders, including Prophet von Kinsberg, surrender. February 6th Germans are repulsed at Kakamaz, a Cape Colony village. February 14th Germans have won a success against the British on the Orange River, German East Africa is reported now clear of the enemy. Germans had invaded Uganda and British East Africa. February 16th, trial of General De Wett and other South African rebel leaders is begun. February 21st, German newspaper report charges that German missionaries are tortured by pro-British Africans. February 26th, Botha heads British troops that plan invasion of German Southwest Africa, Turkish and Egyptian campaign. February 1st, Turks withdraw forces from Adrianople to defend Çatalca. Russian victories over Turks in the Caucasus and at Tabriz proved to be of a sweeping character, Turks have been massacring Persians. February 2nd American Consul, boarding Paddock, prevented much destruction by Turks at Tabriz. February 3rd Turks, while trying to cross Suez Canal, are attacked by British, many of them being drowned, Turks are driven back at Kerna by British gunboats. February 4th Turks routed, with heavy loss, into engagements on the Suez Canal. New Zealand forces being engaged, Turks are near Armageddon. February 5th British take more Turkish prisoners. February 7th British expect Turks again to attack Suez Canal. And make plans accordingly. February 8th Turks in Egypt are in full retreat, their losses in debt have been heavy. February 14th British wipe out Turkish force at Tor. February 17th work of Consul Paddock in saving British property at Tiberniz is praised in British House of Commons. February 22nd Turks are massacring Armenians in Caucasus towns, Turks make general retirement on Damascus. February 28th Turks have evacuated the Sinai Peninsula. Naval Record General. February 1, German submarine seen near Liverpool, there is a new theory that infernal machines in coal caused blowing up of the formidable and the bulwark. February 2nd English shipping paper offers reward of 2.500 to 1st British merchant vessel that sinks a German submarine, German submarine tries to torpedo British hospital ship Astorias, men from a Swedish warship are killed by a mine. February 3rd German auxiliary is sunk by British cruiser Australia off Patagonia, German destroyer reported sunk by Russians in the Baltic. February 4th British ships shell Germans at Wesna. February 5th, Germans deny that Russians sank a destroyer in the Baltic. February 7th, Allied fleets menace the Dardanelles. February 9th, Turkish cruiser bombards Yalta, Russians shell Trebizond. February 10th, Germans are said to have sunk casks of petrol off the English coast for use by their submarines. French government, in report to neutrals, denounces sinking of refugee ship Admiral Gantome. February 11th, cargo of American steamship Wilhelmina, bound for Hamburg is seized by British at Falmouth, and a prize court will pass upon question whether food destined only for German civilians can go through in neutral bottoms, it is generally understood that the Wilhelmina shipment was made as a test case, German submarines, driven into Norwegian ports by storm, are forced to put to sea again. February 14th, two British steamers long overdue are believed to have been sunk by the Germans. February 14th, Canada is guarding her ports more vigilantly. The captain of British steamer Laertes is decorated for saving his ship from a German submarine by fast maneuvering. February 15th British steamer Wavelet hits mine in English Channel and is badly damaged. British submarines are in the Baltic. Austrian fleet bombards Antibury. February 16th captain of the German battle cruiser Blue Ecker dies from pneumonia contracted when his ship went down in the North Sea fight. British merchant Collier Dulwich is torpedoed and sunk off French coast. February 17th, French steamer Ville de Lila sunk by German submarine. February 18th, German auxiliary cruiser Kronprinz Wilhelm has sunk six British ships off the coast of Brazil. February 20th, Allied fleets are pounding the Dardanelles forts with great effect. German steamer Holger interned at Buenos Aires. February 21st, Berlin papers report that a British transport loaded with troops has been sunk. February 22nd to German submarines are missing, Germans are building submarines near Antwerp. February 23 – Australian mailboat Melange fired on by armed merchantmen in English Channel, operations at the Dardanelles interrupted by unfavourable weather. February 24 – British capture German steamer Gotha, British armed merchantman clan McNaughton reported missing. February 25 – The four principal forts at the entrance of the Dardanelles are reduced by the allied British and French fleet three german submarines are sent to austria for use in the adriatic and mediterranean february 26th inner forts of dardanelles are being shelled mine sweeping begun wreckage indicates disaster two german submarine u9 off norwegian coast french destroyer detects austrian mine off antivory allies blockade coast of german east africa february 27, 40 british and french warships penetrate the dardanelles for 14 miles french cruiser seizes In the English Channel, the American steamer Dacia, which was formerly under German registry and belonged to the Hamburg-American line, and takes her to Brest, a French prize court will determine the validity of her transfer to American registry, British skipper reports that the German converted cruiser Pringetel Friedrich sank a British ship and a French ship in December. February twenty eighth, The Allied Fleet prepares to engage the strongest and last of the Dardanelles defences, land attack in conjunction with the fleet is being considered, English and French flags now fly over wrecked forts, London welcomes seizure of Dacia by French. Naval Record War Zone February fourth, Germany proclaims the waters around Great Britain and Ireland, except a passage north of Scotland, a war zone from end after February 18, and states that neutral ships entering the zone will be in danger in consequence of the misuse of neutral flags said to have been ordered by the British government. February 6th Decree is discussed by President Wilson and the Cabinet, dangers of complications for the United States are foreseen, indignation is expressed in Italy, Holland, and Denmark, text of the decree is submitted to the United States State Department by Ambassador Gerard. February 9th Some European neutrals intend to have the names of their ships printed in huge letters on ship sides and the national colors painted on. February 11th The State Department makes public the text of the American note, dated February 10th, sent to Ambassador Girard for delivery to the German government, the note is firm but friendly, and tells Germany that the United States will hold her to a strict accountability, should commanders of German vessels of war destroy on the high seas an American vessel or the lives of American citizens. February 12th Ambassador Girard delivers the American note to the German foreign secretary and has a long conference with him. February 14th the German legation at the Hague warns new tra-